Welcome to Probably Therapy. That's Ryan Johns. He just burped so loud. <laughs> it's neither here nor that. You didn't introduce me. I'm Kendall Torn. That's Kendall Torn. We are Probably Therapy. Yes, this is the podcast, Probably Therapy. Um, we are not Probably Therapy, um, but the podcast is. Oh, okay. Clarification. Yes. Precision of Language. That's from a book I didn't read, but I know, <laughs> I know that's, that's a phrase. Um, we are, I think, kind of wrapping up our, our series that we've been doing on self-care. And this week... Um, Ryan and I haphazardly threw together a, a topic that at least I'm historically not, I, not, not great with, but I think it's really important. I think it's something that, you know, as, as we've gone through grad school, I've learned like, oh, this is, this is some really important stuff. We really need to talk about it because I think it's, it's a skill that, you know, you, you get told is important, but you're never told how to do it. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, oh, now I see why it's important. And that skill is setting boundaries. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. Ryan knows more about this than I do. Um, so, so she's going to be, be the uh, captain of the ship today. I'm not sure if I know more, but... I have worked with a lot of teenage girls and for some reason, boundaries always come up. <laughs> I mean, look, it's the, the most significant boundaries I deal with, so far at least, working with uh, middle school boys is don't run in the halls or- um, well, Boundaries, that's a big you know, one. Hey, hey, uh, these are one-way hallways. So you gotta go the other way, or there's a line down the middle. You can only walk on this side. There's a boundary. Um, but I, I don't deal. I haven't. I haven't had yet to deal with too much of the uh, teenage girl boundaries in in my work. But you know, one day I'm sure. Your remote school is playing a little bit into that, right? Like there's not as many things happening at school like there is a lot of maybe possibly a lot of things happening online um but not so many things in the building because we're not in the building very often sure, um, kids back in the building this week well we have like half of our kids half the time which is so bizarre yeah maybe we'll start seeing seeing some more more of this stuff come up but uh yeah this week we're going to talk about boundaries um I, I think it's important to start with the different types of boundaries. Um, like Kendall's mentioned, like we can have these physical boundaries of like, okay, like don't violate my personal space or like don't run in the halls. Like any, like this is your body. That's my body. Like we have to set like boundaries to, oh, you know. Hey, right. Your kid keeps climbing our fence. If he doesn't stop, I'm going to start throwing rocks at him. <laughs> Just all kinds of physical boundaries. Yes. And, and that's, that's a really big one. Right. And, and I think that with all relationships, um, you know, any type of relationship, this can be something that we just need to be aware of. And I think for kids, especially they're kind of testing all boundaries, right. 
Um, but this one, especially, um, they get to have more ownership over their bodies. Um, so going out into the world, um, they like to test these boundaries. So the first one is physical boundaries. Um, the next one is intellectual boundaries. Um, this refers to thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries include respect of others' ideas and an awareness of an appropriate discussion. Wow. Like, oh. can everyone please just get a dose of intellectual boundaries year 2020? I was going to say, I don't, I don't feel like these exist right now in most contexts. Um, I think it's, I, actually, it's, I feel like I've been in meetings or watched interviews or, you know, you look, watch the news for like 30 seconds and you're like, holy cow, like, People just get on any social media platform ever. And there's just no like no concern for what the other person thinks as if it if it's you know different than what you think, or if it's if it's opposite, it's just like, oh no, that must be wrong. I'm not gonna my thing is, and this is maybe just me. I even if I disagree with you, it's still really important for me to understand why you think what you do. And in that way, it's like, I may come to a point where I can say, oh my gosh, I totally understand why you think that. I very much disagree with you, but I get why you think that. Right. Like, and I think that's, that's the kicker, right? Like when you have an appropriate boundary and, and you, when you do not violate mm-hmm. um, the intellectual boundaries, you are being kind. You mm-hmm. are, are you're you know, you're, you're taking someone's information in and you're, um, did I say that right? Like when you have the boundary. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's boundary, just, you're, you're humanizing them in a way, right? Because we, we dehumanize so often when somebody right. with us, but to yes. say, Hey, I think differently, but I still value you as a person. Yes. And I really want to try and put that at the front of whatever yeah. discussion we have. Right. So when it's violated, that's when you're dismissing someone's mm-hmm. idea and you're, be, and you're belittling them as a person, right? Because people hold their beliefs and their ideas highly. And so when you're dismissing those things, um, that really hurts. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So the next one is emotional boundaries. This refers to a person's feelings. Um, so healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on when to share and when not to share. And this is like private personal information, like the stuff that's like, like I wouldn't go up to just some like Joe Schmo on the road and just talk deeply about the intimates of my life, right? Like, like that's a personal boundary that I have set for myself. That's an emotional boundary that I have set for myself. It has to be at least at a target. That's the only, that's my threshold. <laughs> gas stations no but as soon as i step foot in, in a grocery store target, yeah. everyone can handle your emotions yeah if you if you have made it to target today you are clearly capable of of some level of of mature decision making and you can help me with my problems yeah and and that's another thing like wanting to make sure that um emotional boundaries are are kept for like you holding other people's emotions when when um when they are opening up to you and and letting you hold those things but then also um when you're saying things to someone else and and wanting to make sure that they're not gonna criticize those feelings or make you feel small um for having right. 
it's that it's that idea of like being a safe person to go to for things right it's that like hey have you do you sort of behave in a way that you're communicating hey if you come to me with your problems those problems won't become everybody else's problems too right like i'm not going to go sharing your business i'm going to sit with you i'm also you know a, a, an important thing i think when in in our field is I think a lot of people think of, of counseling therapy, right? Like you go to see somebody and they're going to fix you. Yeah. Reality is like, I don't fix Doing advice. <laughs> right. I don't fix anybody. I don't, mm-hmm. I try not to give them any advice, right? Because right. I'm not them. And so really what it's about is creating an environment and a space where they can come and get it all out and, unpack it and kind of dig through it and figure out what's going on and then maybe we can talk through some ideas of, of moving forward but you know I, I'm not trying to fix anything necessarily right fixing is incidental and most of the time it's them doing fixing and I'm just kind of a witness to it but yeah, you get to help them hold those that's a better though it's it's yeah, yeah we're not trying to fix anything because you know, it's not, it's one, it's, it's not our job. And two, it, it really can sometimes cause more damage than, than, you know, benefit if, if we're trying to fix things that yeah. are ours to fix. And I think like I could see someone every day for, or every week for a year and, and still, I, I don't know you, right? Like I don't, like only, you know, yourself, like, I can't tell you what is going to be best for you. Um, at any given moment um and that's why like counselors have to set boundaries so like we're not getting calls you know 24 hours a day like should I get this McDonald's drink or like you know like asking these like random like life questions and it's like um like you gotta trust yourself man like you know we we don't want uh we have to avoid issues of you know enmeshment codependency you know, the point is not to have somebody in your life that you go to for every single problem. Right. Help you answer it. The point is to be able to answer problems on your own, mm-hmm. um, respond to things and, and be able to hold things on your own, but to have people who are able to support you in doing so. Right. Um, and that's, that's a pretty key, key distinction there. Um, but yeah, that, that a lot of that comes as a result of being able to set those boundaries. Yeah. So there's three more types of boundaries. And this next one is sexual boundaries, which I think can be like put into the physical boundary category for sure. Um, this description here goes into a little bit more detail that like sexual boundaries include emotions and intellect and, and physical. Um, it, it's, it's a lot more than, than just the physical boundaries, right? Like there's a lot more going on with sexual boundaries. Um, And these sexual boundaries are violated when unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, leering, or sexual comments. And I think the the end part there, the comments, right? Like we we assume the like unwanted touch and the pressure to engage like that. But I think the sexual comments, that's like for me, that's like kind of the point that we forget. Like the the other people like, um, or or that people don't talk about as much. Right. Well, and you think of like, you know, just the, the way we talk about, 
um, sex, especially with you know things like sex education or the way that sex is handled in in our culture. You know, we've had a lot more awareness, I think, in the last I th- probably couple decades. Yeah. About sexual assault and and rape and all those things, and those those are clearly violations of of someone's physical, sexual, emotional boundaries. Like every boundary that you can cross something like sexual assault or rape crosses it. Um, But a lot of times the thing that gets left out is those, you know, the comments or, you know, you think about workplace culture, school culture, like what kind of an environment are you in? Social media culture. Media culture and and Mm -hmm. are those environments conducive to somebody who wants to come in and just make sort of inappropriate or lewd or um, offensive comments towards other people. And historically, it started towards women who are, are targets of a lot of these, this kind of language that, that crosses that, you know, sexual boundary. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's hard, like, we're talking about setting boundaries, right? Like, for ourselves. And this is something that is, is really hard. Like I can set this boundary, right. And I can tell people, um, but there still might be comments made or there still might be, you know, someone saying something down the, like when I walked down the street or like the things like that, like that you can't always control, which does make boundaries really difficult, right? Like, like we might be able to create our own boundaries, but the boundaries that other people have set that, that they don't, that they are violating our boundaries um, by their actions, by their words, by their, um, but you know, just by how they're, how they're acting. Right. Um, it's hard when the boundaries you set for yourself, it's tough, right? Because we think by nature, human beings are, are very egocentric, right? Um, our only point of reference for most things in the world is ourselves and our own experience, which right. is work, right? But then when it comes to something like boundaries, I think a lot of times we're like, well, this is the boundaries I've set for myself, so they must be the, the right ones, right? Or everybody must have these same boundaries. And then when, when people don't, or when the boundaries they've set sort of conflict with our own, you know, it gets really tricky to navigate those situations. And it's really easy to get defensive or offended um, or judgmental and, and you know, we start, one of the things that, that I remember um, maybe we talked about is um, because we're, we're very interested, you far more than I am, you would <laughs> about this kind of thing, but, um, you know, sex education and how that's handled in, in schools, especially with, with um, you know, once kids get to sort of that middle school, high school age, like the way we talk about these things, um, but one of the things that, that is interesting is um, living in, in sort of the United States and um, our, our culture here, we have this tendency to apply um, religious or, or um, cultural ethics onto other groups and say, hey, if you don't meet this standard, you're doing something wrong. Um, it's not just us, but I'm just you know using us as a reference. Um, and historically, that's how a lot of things in, in history have been taught. Right? 
here's how I think about it. Here's how my people, my group thinks about this thing. This must be the right answer. And now I'm going to apply that ethical standard to everybody. And if they know, if they don't meet it, then they're wrong. Something's flawed with them and they have to conform. Yeah, it's us versus them. Right, that's how society has worked for so long. And now we're kind of getting to the point where we're like, hey, but is that okay? Are we doing that right? Is that okay? Or are we causing more harm than, than good by doing things like that? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think that um, with all of these boundaries, are it, it's like that, right? Like our culture creates, you can go to a different country and their boundaries, you know, and, and how a lot of the like majority of the population would see different boundaries as different differently than than Americans would and, and vice versa. Like yeah. it's just um it's it's very culturally um as is many, many, many things that we do in our life and that are relational. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm moving on to like the last two and I, I think these are the most self-explanatory, right? Like material boundaries and time boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like material like referring to money and possessions and then time is time, of course. Right. Um, and so when we look at all of these, um, physical, intellectual, emotional, sexual, material, and time, um, these are all things that we say we have boundaries for, right? Like, oh yeah, like I have boundaries for these things, but have you ever actually sat down and like, wrote them out or like were able to like you are every too. time someone asks you say the same thing um like are are these concrete boundaries that you can like share with someone when they ask right like I I feel like I always had this boundary of like okay if I don't have time for something I'm going to say no and I would tell like I would kind of hold that in my head I'd be like yes that is a boundary for me I just whatever I don't do it and whatnot and then every time I was presented with you know, hey, can you do this? And be like, yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Afterwards, I'd be like, what? What did I? Do? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so as soon as we're like the boundary is tested, it's like boom, gone. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people thought. Now, obviously, I think this is something that that a lot of parents get really good at at sort of holding boundaries when it comes to their kids, but not every parent is is great at that and and sometimes we're really good at holding boundaries in certain scenarios or we're really good at holding certain boundaries but others we we don't yeah and i think yeah and at different times in our life it can be easier to hold certain boundaries right um like when you have a lot of time on your hands maybe that friday night that used to be my time I'm now going to go out with my friends, you know, or like the things, things tend to shift. And I think definitely in every season of your life, you have to go back and, and reflect on these and, and, and know that they're not concrete. And although some of them might be concrete um, or for longer periods of time might be more, um, you know, concrete, I guess to use the same word, um, but um, that they, it is something that we need to go back and, and check in on and, 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 really reflect on and see, you know, like, you know, maybe I, I can, you know, you know, put more time into this or I can, um, you know, maybe work out more or, or go see a therapist or, you know, you're in different scenes of life. Um, 
and it, it changes your boundaries for sure. Right. Um, yeah, that's a, I, I just feel like there's there's this the way we talk about boundaries is is really I find it really interesting because I also don't believe that um, you know a lot of people think of boundaries as these really like fixed things, right? As these really rigid, like this is the boundary, it never moves, it's always there, it never changes. And I just don't, I don't hold to that because I think it, it, it places a really unrealistic expectation on ourselves, right? I'm much more in favor of having sort of um, clear boundaries, right? And they can be firm and clear but they can also be flexible enough that like, hey, to move the boundary a little bit, you know, in this period of life, or even like I, this boundary needs to go this way a little bit today. Um, and I'm okay with that because I know tomorrow I can move it back, right? And the boundary is gonna be back here. But for right now, the boundary can move a little bit. I can be flexible with it. Um, yeah, you have to be confident in yourself to have like day-to-day flexible boundaries, right? Like, like there's definitely an, a, insight to that um to feel like okay like maybe I will stay like an hour extra at work today but like tomorrow like I'm like firmly leaving at this time you know and like and really setting that for yourself um like I know like for me to leave work I know for me to leave work I put um timers on my phone (laughs) like the timer goes off and I'm like shutting down going home (laughs) yeah that's that is something that I I was really good about um at the beginning of the school year i i'm still pretty good at, at that boundary of like i leave work and i leave work mm-hmm. um occasionally i'll you know do something from home but it's never anything significant if i do anything it's something the sort of unspoken boundary for me with that one is if it takes me more than 10 or 20 minutes then it's waiting until the next work day um I'm not about to sit for for hours and hours and hours um doing stuff at, at home except for you know when we were in the middle of, of scheduling master scheduling enrolling that's all a joy but for the <laughs> most part you know I think that's but that's me and I know there's a lot of people who really really have a hard time with leaving work at work and they bring it home that's really, you know, that kind of boundary is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So Kendall, when is it important to set boundaries? Um, I would say probably between the hours of 6 a.m. and 8 p.m. is ideal. Uh, I had a boundary in college of if you didn't make plans with me before 9 p.m., then I was unavailable the rest of the night. And you could assume that my response would be no um you did not schedule any time and I am now booked for the evening <laughs> my pillow. Um, that's a great time boundary right so in all <laughs> areas of our life though when do we need to set boundaries oh okay Brian again um we need to circle back <laughs> to the precision of language <laughs> yes <laughs> um, I believe the answer you're looking for is always Yes, correct. Oh. You get a you get a sticker. Way to go. <laughs> Where's my I want it now? Where's my sticker? Okay, I'll get it. I'll, I have actually I have a bunch of stickers right here because you know I'm a school counselor now and I have a bunch of stickers <laughs> everywhere. 
constantly drowning in stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's important to always make batteries. And and like Kendall said, even when they're flexible, when they're malleable, um, what did you say earlier? Permeable? Oh, well, that's the kind of boundary you don't want. You don't want permeable boundaries. Yes. You want you want them to be flexible certain times if you're confident in that yes um, but it's always important to have some type of boundaries yes yeah it's it i i think that's another misconception of like hey it's really and, and honestly maybe it's just because like hey certain boundaries are are just more important or yeah. present at certain times For uh, sure. day or week or life or whatever but that doesn't mean the other boundaries aren't there Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to set a ton of you know uh uh, time boundaries on uh uh Saturday yeah like a summer vacation right because it's like well I I don't have anything that's like constantly demanding my time yeah those you know phases or days or whatnot um so you know having really really um, firm time boundaries at that point doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, there are other boundaries that might make more sense, mm-hmm. uh, like physical boundaries. I'm not going outside because it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, obviously that's not completely true. I go outside, I'm not like a hermit. But, you know, it, it is just a thing where some boundaries are just more important at certain times, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think it and a check-in like every season is, is definitely um, helpful with that. So mm-hmm. really, really quickly, I just kind of wanted to go over like when can you recognize that you don't have boundaries? Um, and a few of these things are when you have no free time, when you feel like like your time and, and your energy is being taken advantage of. And I feel like we've all felt like that at one point or another. And then we can probably go back and be like, oh, yeah, it was because I was doing this and this and this. And I probably should have gone home or, you know, left that relationship or whatever the case may be. Um, but other things that could happen when you don't have, when you don't have good boundaries um, is, is wondering if your friends or the people that you're doing things for would do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Um I think this can be something that, again, that we've all felt at one point or another. And and I think that, especially with relationship boundaries, this is important. Like you want to make sure that the people who you're doing a lot for, that you're putting effort into, that you're calling to check on them and stuff would do the same for you um, in in your time in need or or whatever that looked like. Well, I think it's important to clarify here. We're not saying that, that, if you think these things or feel these things one time, that means you have bad boundaries. It's right. if, if this is a, a constant thing you you are feeling or wondering, right? If you are constantly, you know, exhausted, if you constantly have no free time, if you constantly are wondering if your friends are would be there, you know, if, if these are regular constant, you know, themes for you, that's when it, it's important to take that moment to reflect and say, oh what are my boundaries like do I set good boundaries kind of a thing yeah yeah and another another big one here is is just like your overall health decreasing um like I know when I mean you think like I think back to like finals times like in college when like I'm questioning when the last time I showered was 
Right. Did I eat Fruit Loops for the last three meals? Like, you know, questioning those kind of things, like, like what is happening? You know, and I think there are times in life when you kind of have to push through, like finals times or, right. or certain things like that, when it's just like, you know what, I'm just running on. If I was holding firm to my my boundaries and things that yeah. I had the rest of the semester, then I wouldn't pass my classes. Right, so right. I just kind of have to go away for a minute here. Yeah. But again, and, you do have that point where you're like, hey, they're disappearing for a few days, but they're going to be back. Yeah, having the awareness to know like, okay, next semester, like I'm going to, you know, maybe get that project done a few weeks early so that I don't, not all stressed at the end of the semester, whatever that, whatever that may be. And I know we'd all like to assume that we would do that, but that never actually happens. Um, <laughs> and then, like I said, like just that feeling of like her running on empty. Um, and, and I think that again, like there are times in your life where like we are just going, 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 mm-hmm. um, but being able to reflect on that and, and know like why you're, why you're doing that. Um, and, and is there, isn't there, is there an end point? Like, is this only for that finals week or is this only for the month or so when you know, your mother-in-law needed to move in with you or something like that? Like, like what is, um, that thing, um, and then when can, when will it be adjusted again? When can I put those boundaries back in place to care for myself? Does, does the um, removal of a boundary have, have a, an end date or a timeline? Does it have, yeah. is there, is there a point you have already identified? Cause but for me, that that's kind of one of the kickers is sometimes we're like, okay, I have to remove this boundary, but then we don't give ourselves the, you know, second part of it, which is, and here's when the boundary is going to be put back. Yeah. Yeah. The boundary has to go for whatever reason, right? Maybe there's a very good reason why the boundary can't exist for a while, but then you don't give yourself permission to put the boundary back at a certain time. And and then you've kind of just gotten rid of it, right? It's like, hey. That can be be really, really challenging in relationships, right? Like to take down a boundary and then to put a boundary back up. Like, and I think that's probably like the most difficult place to do that is like more of like an emotional boundary. You know, Ryan, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of relationship advice here. Oh yeah. You don't need it. Um, That's what, there's this thing um, that a lot of people think is super important um, in relationships. It's called communication. Oh, I've never heard of that. That would be helpful with this. (laughs) You know? Yeah, no, and for sure. Right, like we have, <laughs> have to communicate. I'm the worst person to be giving relationships. <laughs> so have to communicate. But I will stand my ground on this one. Communication yeah. when it comes to to boundaries, <laughs> putting boundaries up and removing them, changing them. Yes. So important, especially in relationships. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I get like nervous when you start to get sarcastic on me. I'm like, oh no, what's he gonna I'm say? Saying, oh my, where is this going? What's gonna happen? <laughs> Look. I feel the same way. I often start, I'm going to sound like I'm quoting the office, but I feel like I, in a lot of ways, channel, like it just, this went, okay, so there's that episode where he says, you know, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way kind of. Yes. <laughs> uh, every time I hear that, I'm like, wow, he gets me. Like, <laughs> that is real life. <laughs> I just start talking and then halfway through whatever I'm saying, I'm like, why am I talking? <laughs> where am I going why am I still talking and and now I'm having a conversation with myself 
while I'm having a conversation with someone else, I don't know what's going on in either one. So on that note, um, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to walk us through some characteristics? Characteristics. Yeah. So of- this, yeah, these are just some characteristics of, of healthy, effective boundaries. Um, these are coming out of um, research um, at Vanderbilt uh, University Medical Center, um, a, a researcher there who's far more intelligent than I am. Um, and these are, are con characteristics of, of some effective boundaries. Um, first one, boundaries, those limits that you set are clear and decisive, um, but they're also reasonable. Right, and, and that's, I think, the key component of that first one, right? They're clear, they're decisive, right? You're not scared to set the boundary. You're very clear on what it is, but it's also reasonable, right? Like, it, it wouldn't make sense for, for somebody to set a boundary of like, hey, um, I, I really don't like, so for, I'll give an example, right, for me, it, there, I, I really didn't like, um, I, I don't like being hugged by people I don't know, like strangers, which uh, I, I've been in a lot of places where like people you don't know will walk up to you and they meet you for the first time. And for some reason, they think they have permission to just give you a hug. And I don't get it. It blows my mind. I'm like, this is, I don't know you. I don't, I don't need you this close to me. Um, and, and so for me, it was like, okay, well, there's my boundary, right? If I don't know you, then don't hug me. Yeah. And, and I, would, I, I was pretty clear about that one. Like, you know, either verbally or behaviorally, I made it pretty evident. Like, hey, if you come in for a hug, I'm going to shut that down real quick. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't make sense. All right. It would be unreasonable of me to set a boundary of nobody ever is allowed to hug me ever. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that boundary was one that I applied universally and held it indefinitely, right. There may be a period where it's like, Oh, I'm like, I'm in pain. Don't hug me. But like, if I never let uh, family members hug me, you know, if, if I am in a relationship, if I never let, you know, my significant other hug me, it was just, it would be unreasonable. It wouldn't make sense. Right, but the reasonable boundary would be, I don't know you, don't hug me, right? There's a weird example for me. Um, the second uh, characteristic, um, value is placed on your needs as well as the other person's needs, right? And so I think people think setting boundaries is, is rude or doesn't value the other person when right. fact, all you're doing is also valuing yourself right? Hey, I also matter and I value you, but I also value myself. And so we both have to factor into determining what this boundary is going to be. Um, the focus is on authenticity rather than pleasing others or playing the victim, right? It's boundaries. I think really, really good, healthy boundaries come out of a place of, Hey, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And because of that, here is this boundary that I have to establish for myself, right? I think that's a really, a really healthy way of, of approaching, you know, where are my boundaries coming from? 
Um, boundaries aren't a result. This is the next one. Boundaries are not a result of guilt, worry, fear, or shame. Yeah, say it again. Say so it again. <laughs> create boundaries because we're afraid we are anxious, mm-hmm. um, feel guilty, um, or we we feel shame. Yeah. And those boundaries are likely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And in a lot of ways, I would argue with something like shame or fear or even anxiety, if we create boundaries out of that, then they're probably maladaptive and they are probably only going to serve to increase those feelings. Yeah. Right. If I create, if I'm really anxious and I create a boundary of, you know, I'm nervous to to go outside. So the boundary I create is, well, then I'm never going to leave my house. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's very clearly an unhealthy boundary, right? That's kind of a place of anxiety. That's an extreme example, but it it serves to to highlight that when we create boundaries out of a really, really unhealthy space, then the boundaries probably aren't going to serve us, right? They're not going to benefit us in the way we we think they might. Yeah. And that's why it could be helpful sometimes to, you know, speak with a counselor, speak with someone who maybe is in in a more seasoned season of their life, who's been through life um, a little bit longer than you to help you set boundaries. Um, Because yeah, you're you're setting boundaries for yourself and for to keep yourself safe. Um, But sometimes um, others can help you along with this. And I think that's why like parents set boundaries for their kids and like, like we, we need kind of buffers every now and then to help us set those healthy boundaries and to recognize when those healthy boundaries aren't being set. Right. Well, and I think too, like one of the things that I really like doing with, with, um, with clients or students, I love doing values inventories. And I think if we set boundaries that part of, um, you know, values driven and committed action is, um, doing things that are meaningful to us and helping us work towards our values, right? Work in alignment with those things that are important to us. And so this goes back to the values being, or the boundaries being out of a place of authenticity as well. But like, does my boundary help me work towards, achieve, become, live out the person who I want to be? Right. And when we create boundaries out of a place of fear, anxiety, shame, guilt, the answer is probably going to be no, they don't. They don't help me become the person I want to be. They're not helping me work towards the values and things in my life that are truly important to me. Right. They're, they're out of, of some other place that, that is not healthy. Um, so, yeah, that's a really that's a really important one. Next one. Um, boundaries help you channel anger and frustration, um, into helping you determine what is unacceptable rather than moving you to aggressive action or shutting down. Right. So, you know, when you create a boundary, anger and frustration, a lot of times are in response to something that you feel is a violation of, of yourself, of another person, of, of something, right. They, they come out of this place of something has happened that is in direct opposition to something I believe in, right? Or a boundary or a line I feel has been crossed, a violation of something, whatever, right? 
And so we, we have the ability um, to use anger, frustration, to help us create better boundaries. Um, but it's really important to disting distinguish, am I creating that boundary out of a place of reaffirming that, hey, that line that was crossed is not okay? Or am I creating a boundary that only serves to uh, shame somebody to, is that boundary an act of aggression, right? Am I, am I um, almost reacting towards the person who I'm angry at by creating this boundary? Like, again, it, it takes a little bit of introspection, but it is um, really important that when we set boundaries out of that anger or frustration that we're doing it to reaffirm the thing we believe it, that, you know, hey, that line is not acceptable. Yeah, and I, well, I think those, those as you set those boundaries, you recognize that you're not as angry, you're not as frustrated, you're not as, you're not feeling guilty or shameful because you've already set those clear boundaries for yourself. And now you can live your life without having those moments of, of frustration um, and, or sadness or grief or guilt um, and, and can keep that, um, and keep that protect, keep yourself protected from that. Right. Right. It's, it's in a way you're also setting a boundary in how you set the boundary, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. boundary and, and, but it's, it's good. It's really important that we, we be careful with how we set our boundaries as well. Of course. And then the last characteristic here, um, is also incredible. I mean, all these are important, but this one is, is I think really, it's important to remind ourselves boundaries have to be based in what reality is not what you or another person wants reality to be and this can cause all sorts of confusion all sorts of debate about you know what is reality and yada 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 and there's room for that conversation but at the end of the day when we create a boundary it has to be based in real real the real world real experience you know i'm not i'm not basing this this boundary on you know well i felt like he was bad at me or i i didn't like the way she talked to me so she must have she must not like me so i'm going to create this this boundary about and it's like okay but did you talk to them did you try to understand did you try to resolve things you know, are, are you creating boundaries? And again, this goes back to, are you creating boundaries out of fear or anxiety or, you know, shame or guilt, right? Where is this boundary coming to, coming from? What's it coming out of? Are you basing it in reality? Are you basing it on what you want that reality to be? Um, so I think it's important to remind ourselves when we start setting boundaries, um, that, that we are, are also careful in that way, um, that, that we, we create them out of this place of like, hey, like, you know, even if it's a, you know, we shouldn't, I don't think this relationship is working, whatever. It, it has to be like, hey, we're on the same page here. We both understand what's going on and we both are kind of coming to a point of 
yeah, this boundary is actually really important that we we agree upon it and we set it and we hold to it. Yeah, it goes back to that communication piece. I think with any relational boundaries being set, um, communication is part of that. And and when you set boundaries, like there's a grieving process to that. Like it's hard. It might be harder for one party than it is for another. Like those are tough conversations to have. Right. Um, and and de- I mean, just any tough relational conversation is, is not easy and can be awkward and can bring a lot of anxiety. And, um, but there's something about walking away from those conversations and feeling like everything was said. And even though things might be different now, you're both safer because of it. Right. And, and you're headed in a direction in a relationship that um, hopefully both of you were able to find peace in that. And even though that was a really tough conversation um, that you're able to move forward. Right. Um, different doesn't mean bad. Right. Um, I, I Change doesn't mean worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, a, I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago and um, the guest on the podcast said something and I, I was like, wait, what is that? And I Googled it and it's a, a quote from um, actually a, a, a woman who uh, she has a PhD in something else, but she has a master's degree in counseling. And I was like, ah, it's one of us. Um, one of us. One of us. Um, but, but one of the things she, she wrote was um, conflict is growth trying to happen. Mm. In boundary setting, especially in relationships, there can be a lot of conflict. Yes. It's new. It's different. It means change. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. We need to give space for that. And oh my gosh, Kendall, I have so much more information and things to talk about with boundaries. And I would love to do a part two. I will, um, <laughs> with my people and I think we'll have to, we'll, we'll discuss it. Um, but I think you're right. I think, I think we, we may just have to, <laughs> Our, our last episode may have to be a two-parter here because boundaries are complicated and they're messy and they're so interesting. And it's really important that, that we, we continue exploring and talking about them. Yeah. So we will be back with part two on boundaries. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys.